those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass and dictators die. And the power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men with machine minds and machine hearts. You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. Welcome everybody, this is Roomtone, the radio show that takes filmmaking's community to your ears. I'm Ruggero, your host right here, talking movies because we love it. We talk social media and personal branding after Fatboy Slim. Welcome in, everybody. Welcome in. That was Weapon of Choice by the amazing, phenomenal Fatboy Slim, chosen by our guest. No more time to waste. Let's dive just right into it. Today, we have with us the content strategist at Wildfire Effect Media, Stephanie Michelle Scott. How are you doing, Stephanie? Hey, I'm doing just great. And I got to say, I love that intro. Nice. I'm happy to hear that. We're here to celebrate the community of filmmakers, community of storytellers. Today, we're going to be talking social media and personal branding with a professional. Stephanie, why don't you take us through your journey and what you've done uh, as a human being on this planet? What happened? (laughs) What led you to Vancouver? Oh, thank you so much. And you know what? It actually felt like it was led to Vancouver. I left Edmonton, Alberta, place of my home and my heart, and came out here to work in the professional film industry. And I know that a lot of your viewers, or I should say the audience that you have here, are thinking about film production. They may have been like me just a few years ago. Right on. That sounds like an adventure right there. Now, uh, we are about to explore the mysterious jungle of social media. Everything is, everybody's talking about it. So many new things are popping out around here and there. It's so crazy. What's your take on social media in 2018? Ah, it's really, really wonderful. Like, I love the fact that right now we're in a place where if you have something to say and you have a community that wants to hear it, you have a media for it. If you are the type of individual that loves to listen and get excited about the music side and podcasting, then there's something available to you. If you are a visual 
powerful, creative communicator. And what you want to do is show what you can, your world on a day-to-day basis, or simply going out there and saying, hey, Instagram, hey, Instagram people, um, I'm just like you, and I want to share my day with you. And there's a place for you to do that. Social media has changed the way that we think about communication and the way that we think about telling our story. That's awesome. Well, of course, it's a game as well, right? It's a little bit of a game. We have to figure out a little bit how it works. You know, there is the mathematics of it, the algorithms. Of course, there is the passion of it, the content, the quality of the content. Where do you think someone should start when trying to tell a story or maybe even with a campaign related to, let's say, a movie? You know, where should someone begin? Where should someone start to think about telling that story on social media? You know, it's really true that what happens when we think about this large world of social media and there's so many options available to us, what we end up doing is looking to other individuals and saying, well, hey, they did it that way. So maybe I should do it the same way. Or this person was successful putting together a viral video in this type of format. Maybe I should copy their video and and that will get me the success I'm looking for. But in reality, this is a very personalized type of media. So you have to know yourself before you can think about a campaign. I like to think that it's the easiest way of breaking it down in thinking strategy on social media instead of simply thinking about putting social media out there is to first think about what you are trying to say to the world. What are your goals? Who are you as an individual? What things really excite you? Then think about what audiences are going to be most excited about hearing that message. Once you understand you and understand your audience, you're going to be able to figure out how to play the matchmaker. Successful strategists know how to match perfectly. And they know more than anyone else how to connect with their community for the support system to get in front of the right audiences. And really, it's pretty simple when you think of it that way. Wow, look at Stephanie. What a great communicator right there. Amazing. Now, the social media game, of course, it's, it's very broad. It's, 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 it's really big. There are so many ways people can approach the game. Uh, how did it all start for you? How did this uh, journey begin for you as a storyteller and strategist? You know, interesting enough, it actually started in film production of all things. I had been going around from one department to the next. You know, started as many of us do in the location department as a PA on some incredibly great television and feature films. And one day I was actually brought into the production office to fill in for somebody who couldn't make it or, or had just left the show and they introduced me to something called the art department now for those of you that are working in film production the art department for you might just be that door at the back of the room that everyone goes into (laughs) but no one really knows what goes on there (laughs) (laughs) that's a good one right there for all production designers out there yeah but in reality it actually is the communication center so a production department Well, they have hundreds and hundreds of people that they have to place the same vision, um, go towards the same vision. And an art department is the one that kind of speaks to the visual side of things. So while working in several years in professional film industry art departments, I started to learn what it was to be a visual communicator. I understood how important it was to connect with the right audiences and communities and tell that story in multiple different ways. When I left film production, at the time, social media was the new and interesting platform that people were just starting to talk about. And that would be going back to about 2010 or 2009 when I started playing with these crazy Mm -hmm. digital places. And I realized, you know what? 
this is about as perfect as you can get because social media is consistently growing and it allows us to communicate with several different audiences on different different types of media visual video speaking like we are here Mm -hmm. on podcasting Mm -hmm. words all of them come together and actually we're in a really exciting time because we're now entering into the three-dimensional side of video and social media and god that is going to create a world that none of us have seen before and none of us will know what to do with but all of us are going to get excited about the world of virtual reality is definitely taking the lead right now and uh, when it comes to curiosity especially you know so many people are curious to see what's going to happen augmented reality uh, we have some some projection as well happening where do you see all of that fit into marketing and especially social media marketing. Well, it's, it's interesting because Facebook is actually one of the companies and, and Snapchat as well that are really kind of playing in this world of you know virtual storytelling. They will be releasing a, releasing a couple of different 3D things in the near future, so definitely look out for that. Um, we've got all of these platforms that we know very well, like Instagram and Twitter and Facebook as well, where they're they're starting to look at how we can tell our stories in a more personal way. So mm-hmm. how can we be genuine? How can we be authentic? How can we connect with our communities by talking and telling the story in a way that works for us? You think about IGTV. That's kind of exciting these days, isn't it? Instagram TV, it's definitely uh, been a big question mark for the past week. Now, uh, I remember popping on that Instagram and just looking at that that software pointing up there at that little TV, clicking on it. I said, wow, okay, now the game is changing again. <laughs> the game changed again. What's your take on Instagram TV? Someone with your experience and your, your perspective on it, where do you think IGTV is going to go? Well, we've all always been able to tell our stories on social media and especially on Instagram in our own personal way. IGTV is now going to allow people who are specialized in video filmmaking to showcase that in a place that's very personal. If you think about it, you're going to be looking at videos in a really different way. They're going vertical now. And you're going to have a place where you're going to have a personal conversation with someone. Think about a mobile phone and how close you are to that type of media when you look at it you know as a filmmaker that your IGTV audience is going to be one person probably a few inches from the from the the video that you're placing and that also means that you can be more intimate and more real with them about it how that's going to change the way that we communicate visually i'm very very excited what a wonderful take on uh, igtv right there you know it's uh, uh, extremely important uh, of course to define the audience and i think that you're the expert here when it comes to defining the audience how can filmmakers or story te- storytellers out there begin to define their audience uh, defining the audience actually again if you come straight back to it you are thinking about your own goals that's the first thing you got to think about who am i what kind of story do i want to tell am i an individual that wants to entertain for example well if entertaining is what you do best then that's how, what you should do you can create characters and your points of views and your takes on the types of media that you're putting out there i actually think that One of the greatest tools that I take advantage of and I use when I'm trying to get a feel for who am I, what am I trying to say, is just going to a really simple personality type, like the Myers-Briggs type, or 16personalities.com is a great place where you can put yourself into a little category and figure out, what is it that I like to do well? What is it that I'm really, really good at naturally? 
Then you can take that information and find out, am I the type of person that wants to build a community? How can I build a community? Am I the type of person that likes to tell a story with all of my senses to kind of bring people into the emotion of it? Well, there's lots of storytelling techniques and lots of media out there that are really great at doing that. Am I the type of personality that is a, an analyst that loves to break down information to small little tips and tutorials? Well, oh, the internet loves to learn stuff. So if you can be that person, that's going to bring your audience to you as well. And of course, don't forget if you're the type of individual that just loves to document what's going on in your world in a fun and exciting and interesting way, mm -hmm. people are going to flock to you to feel that experience with you. Mm -hmm. I mean, with all these social media platforms, uh, there is uh, definitely uh, tons of directions that people and filmmakers and storytellers can take, you know, and uh, I see that cross-sharing has also become something lately, especially in the past year with Instagram and Facebook. What's your take on cross-sharing? You know, it's interesting because um, we all have like very limited time, right? So... The thing that you have to think about is how am I going to balance my time so that I can place that content in front of the audiences that want them? And where are those audiences? So if I'm, for example, a, a lover of Instagram, then how can I take that content, change it just a little bit so that it fits maybe on a YouTube channel? Or perhaps I want to cross market it directly to Facebook or maybe my my community. It lives in all of the greatness of, of LinkedIn in a professional way. When you know where your audience is, you know, and you know that you're a great storyteller and content creator, then you can change that content just slightly without taking up a lot of your time to do it and reach more. That's a really good take on it right there. Now, I know that you also take care of websites yourself, and you're also a web designer and designer overall in general. Now, the world of design is huge, again. Uh, just like the world of social media, uh, but they all really converge so well when it comes to personal branding. And I feel that that's also one of your castles right there, one of your uh, comfort zones, you know, is personal branding. That's where you've been working for the past, uh, pretty much past years. Actually, how long exactly you've been into it? I started Wildfire Effect Media in 2010. And when I started it, I was really focusing on just understanding all of the technical platforms For that sure. exist. Now, as things evolve, you start to learn a little bit more about how the technology work and the algorithms work. And if those of you out there who are hearing this thing called algorithms and it's and they're like, what, 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 what the heck is an algorithm? I don't, yeah, how I don't can people that. get to know more about algorithms, uh, you know, and how they're constantly changing? Is there a place, maybe uh, sources of information where people can can get to know more about social media and... Well, the first thing I think you need to do is understand, like, to define what an algorithm is. It's really just a formula that the, the computers that make the social media platforms run, how they understand you and how to best put your information in right, uh, the right audience. Now, I um, it's funny, if you go to wildfireeffect.com, which is where, where my media is, you will find that I integrate a robot called Archie in it. And mm -hmm. it's because anybody who's working in the world of social media has to be really, really great at communicating a message and understanding and kind of breaking that down into what exactly am I trying to say and who am I exactly trying to reach. But you also have to understand how a computer is going to read it. So my character, Archie, is a robot that runs around the internet and learns about things like, hmm, how do computers talk to each other? 
how computers <laughs> talk to each other is an algorithm. And part of my business is understanding both the robot side and the human side of communications. And I know that Archie is not the only character that colors and saturates wildfire effect media, right? There is also another character in there, which is a, has a, is the host of a really, really extremely interesting uh, Instagram account. Uh, it's uh, What's the name of the character? Okay, so on Instagram, if you go to Travel Bear Adventures, you will find a cute little bear that loves <laughs> to jump into people's backpacks and live through their travel experience and vacations. He's a bit has a bit of an ego to him, but he <laughs> would love the opportunity to meet you too. So, um, as a as a natural storyteller and as someone who grew up working in film production, it for me, my personal brand was someone who understood or liked to play around with characters. Mm-hmm. So you'll find you'll you'll meet me and that'll be me, Stephanie. But I have lots of characters that help me when I'm trying to communicate things on the internet. Archie is definitely one of them. That's my robot. But Travel Bear Adventures is another one that I think is playful and helps helps my community kind of understand my passion for things like travel. That's the balance between rational and creative side right there. 100%. All of it. That's great. And when it comes to a balance, you know, balancing the content for the computer and balancing the content for the audience. Where do we find the balance as storytellers? Where do we find the balance when it comes to Letting that message go through a computer and reach the audience in a human uh, in a human domain. Now it sounds like you're talking about some of those automation tools that are available to all of us out there. Is that <laughs> <right>? <laughs> now um, it, it, there's actually an interesting debate that's been going on for over 10 years now. Is it better for you to basically use the the platforms themselves, like Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all of these things, to post your messaging and your stories out there, or could you potentially schedule them? Things like um, Hootsuite. Buffer app, Zoho Social, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, later being another one. Now, which one should you do? I like to think of things in the world of smart automation. We are human beings. We only have a limited amount of time. As long as your message has been targeted to your audience, having a computer help you figure out exactly when is the best time to post or help you in the scheduling so that it can go out when your audience is most excited about that content, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. And that may just be an opinion. Yeah, I mean, like, uh, everything is an opinion, but at the same time, uh, an opinion with perspective and experience uh, is very, 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 very welcome, especially to an audience that, you know, is trying to, of course, everybody's trying to put the word out there. Everybody's trying to reach out. And sometimes it seems like who can scream louder in a way, you know, when things are so, there's so much chaos right now in 2018. So many things are trying to attract your attention. And uh, it, it just goes down to, of course, finding the right balance. You know, it's funny, too, because I was listening to some of the great work that they were doing over at the social media camp, which happens in Victoria every year. And there was someone who said, lead with value. And I love it. It resonated with me. The concept that when you're reaching your audience, you need to think not of how many times or how loud can I be here, but is it valuable to my audience and is it valuable to what I need to do with my goals? Mm -hmm. Goals, setting up goals. Where do you think that stands in the process? I think it always comes back to you. Personal branding is an interesting thing because There is a lot of really, really great resources available to us out there that will tell us how to sell a product. It will tell us how to use a computer in order to find the right keywords, for example, towards something. But when you are a personal brand, so you are an artist, you are the brand itself, you're an actor, you're a designer, 
what you do on a daily part of your life is part of your brand. It's part of who you are, and it's how you're going to connect to your audience in a real way. And it's difficult for someone to think of that strategically because they see themselves as one individual with goals. But how do you say it? How do you say it in a way where you're going to inspire your audience to help you be on that journey with you instead of telling them what that journey mm-hmm. is? A little bit of an interesting path right there to explore. Of course, the duality comes out again, you know, company or personal branding. Where, what are the questions to ask in that, in that manner? Well, when you're thinking about what should I name my social media platforms, for example, it is possible to be very, very accessible if you connect yourself to a company and become that company and almost connect to take your personal brand out of it. But I think that most individuals out there, they want to know a little bit about the person that runs the company. So I like the concept of actually keeping your name in it in some way, shape or form. Mm-hmm. Now, this has definitely been a debate that people have been talking about for over a decade now. And there is no real answer. But here's the key. Here's the thing that is someone isn't telling you. There is no one way to do anything in these crazy networks of social media. Mm. You need to connect to yourself and your own values and figure out what works best for you. And do you believe there should be uh, a mirrored approach, both, for example, on Facebook and Instagram and other social medias out there, if you market yourself as a, as a, as a company or as a, as, a, as a human being out there, should it be the same thing on all social media? Well, I think it's really important, especially when you're starting out, to actually have the same brand across all of the social media that you decide to take part in. One of the reasons you need to do that by branding your own photograph, making sure that stylistically it, it seems like it connects is for building trust. Now, someone who's new to your Facebook, for example, wants to understand that you are the same person as you are on Instagram. And if you don't brand out your messaging and the photographs or the colors or the name, then what you do is you, for a microsecond, you're disrupting that trust. And that's the last thing you want to do when you're building a community. Mm, that's uh, Trust is a key word right there. Have you had any experience with, uh, you know, long-lasting uh, uh, trust building and maybe having to heal that balance back again? Is there something that happened in your own experience related to the word trust when it comes to social media and personal branding? Well, I've actually been really lucky because in my case, I haven't actually had any trust issues that have occurred. But what I have actually seen happen is it's kind of the the PR of social media because you speak your voice and you speak it in a moment of time and people's attention spans are close to less than five seconds at this time. Sometimes communication can be misinterpreted. And in cases like that, if you have been consistent, if you post on the same couple of times a week or you have a community that already knows what your values are because you speak them often and you speak them regularly, then in those little mishaps of communication, usually your community will come up and support you and say, "Ah, you know, that's not exactly what they're like. I I think they might have meant this instead. Oh, okay. That's that. That's really when the community starts to starts to give back in a way, you know, and give to itself, nurture itself, and grow even bigger. Those those moments of doubt is is probably one of those little actually gold gold golden uh, minds right there because it really solidifies the community, and that's the famous quote, you know, when people start to feel pain or a collective pain altogether. That's when everybody comes together. Of course, that's on a different scale, but uh, the the pain solidifies and crystallizes the community. And we see this 
all over the place, especially Vancouver is a place that has so many imbalances, right? Um, talking about the imbalances here in the community, uh, not only the community of, filmmaker, of filmmakers and storytellers, but simply the community. What's your take on Vancouver and the community of Vancouver in 2018? We have got so many rich, rich communities in this lovely city that I absolutely adore right now. And we, funny enough, because I know that you have a lot of filmmakers that like to listen to the show, BC Film, hashtag BC Film, for example, has always been really, really good at bringing people of different viewpoints together. And I have been watching what happens in BC Film because it's so close to my heart for several years. And what I really, really love is that one place where you get a lot of individuals that have different skill sets and they've come through different experiences and they've been successful and they've been unsuccessful and they're willing to share it in one place. Our Facebook communities, if you uh, just put in filmmakers community Facebook, you're probably going to find at least a hundred different communities in Vancouver of people who are simply trying to help be better, work together, get better at what they want to do. I love Vancouver. Uh, we all know the foodie communities, for example. That's another really, really great one to follow if you're trying to figure out how to build your own community. Mm-hmm. Because what they'll do is they'll connect with each other on many different platforms. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's a, that's a good call right there. I think we're exploring a little bit the whole color wheel in its range over here and exploring the jungle of social media and marketing. But at the same time, getting, spe- getting specific over here, there is another big, big dilemma, the big question mark of followers versus engagement rates, for example. And what's your take with your own perspective and your experience? What's your take on that balance? Oh, I think I think it's interesting because as human beings, we really want to see if how we like fit when it comes to am I doing well or not. And we start looking at the very first number that we can see. Now, in most cases on social media, the big number that everyone looks at is followers. And I've never believed it's a very good indication of if you are necessarily connecting with your audience in a, in a very authentic way. Engagement rates are when you take a look at how many individuals are engaging back to you. So it's a very simple formula that allows you to take a look at how many followers you have and how many comments, likes, and shares you're getting from whatever post you're putting out. I think the engagement rates is a much better metric when you're trying to get a feel for, am I doing well? Is it working? Are people liking what I do? Are they coming back? Am I hitting the right targets? So to come back to that, followers are a good metric, but engagement rates are a much better one. Mm-hmm. That's another piece of gold right there. Definitely, definitely super helpful for everybody who's trying to, you know, build build an audience and, you know, even shape that op- audience uh, with time. Uh, because who isn't, right? Everybody's trying to find the audience for their own stories. And when it comes to your own stories, is there something you specifically you have in mind, any project you have in mind in the future that you'd like to you, you know, to bring to life? Well, I was really lucky a couple of years back. I was a part of a podcast actually called Backstage Vancouver. And what it allowed me to do is really connect in a genuine way with individuals that live behind the camera. So those were the producers, the directors, the writers, the costume designers, the art directors. Hearing their stories really inspired me. And I think if I was to look forward as to what my life, what I want my life to be, I really want to connect with the individuals that are changing the way that we use communication. Virtual reality, augmented reality right now, definitely a passion of mine. That's awesome right there. I, I, I don't know why, but I resonate with that. Give me a high five in the studio. Yeah, high yeah, yeah. Five. Not bad at all. Not bad at all. Yeah, it's, um, you know, again, the inspiration also, it's, it's key. And it goes back to fueling the audience and giving them back, to give back to the community. Now, how do you think 
filmmakers should or can give back to the community in a healthy way? Uh, there's tons of ways of doing it. it. It really depends on what where you are when it comes to your audience. If you already have like a very vibrant audience that is consistently connecting to your your work, connecting to your community, your actors, your directors, the creators within your group, then you can utilize the power of people coming together in order to make anything happen. And I would say anything, meaning the sense of what is it that you as a group, as a community truly value? Is there an organization that you think isn't getting the the press that they need? Mm. Well, partner with them. Find a way to give back by simply bringing your audience and saying, hey, check this thing out because it's awesome and it deserves that audience. It deserves that attention. Now, if you are at the stage in your career where you're kind of just starting out your brand and you're a filmmaker maybe you're putting together a web series maybe you're taking advantage of YouTube's new subscriber Mm. based um, platform that they're starting to introduce and you're not exactly sure who your audience is the first thing that you need to do is start partnering with people who have values close to you go on their shows, talk about what it is that they like, and you're going to find the audience resonates with that and come to you as well. Wow, people, have you heard of that? Isn't that gold again from Stephanie Amazing right there? Thank you for sharing all of this. And, uh, you know, I believe it's time to take a little break here at Room Tone, uh, but uh, we're going to join Stephanie and talk a little bit more about social media and personal branding and a little bit around that as well. Uh, she chose the soundtrack of Fatboy Slim. Could you actually tell us why you chose Fatboy Slim real quick? <laughs> you know, honestly, for me, it's all about the energy. You really can't put together any campaign in social media without having a bit of energy and excitement towards it. And every time I listen to Fatboy Slim, I think, wow, that guy has got me excited. Awesome. Then we're going to go to Praise You by Fatboy Slim. Enjoy. Catch you later.
Welcome back, everybody. This is Room Tone, the radio show we talk movies because we love it. We're joined by Stephanie Michelle Scott. She's a strategist for social media and personal branding. And why not talk about the juice of it? Why not go right into the content strategy? You know, when it comes to content strategy, planning the type of content to be shared. I think that's a really great idea because, quite honestly, I think a lot of people have struggled with content strategy, don't you? It, it, it might be possible. I mean, like, people have different experiences, you know, to, in the thematic. And I know that uh, there is, a, there is, a, there is a, lots of questions around it. And it's a pleasure to have you here to maybe give us some answers here and there and fill in the gaps. So what do you think about that content strategy? Where do you feel it's going? Well, let's break it down. Let's really break it down. Okay, let's go for it. Let's make it happen. Those that are out there who are filmmakers or creators in one shape or form, they have something that they have to say. And they're really, really good at telling it in usually one type of media. So maybe you put a video up, for example, and you find that that video itself is kind of done a really good job of telling telling your audience some type of thing. It's something that you really value and you uh, like care about. So how do you break that down? How do you make that into something that other people want to see as well? Well, when you know your audience might live um, in a visual format, take the most exciting screens or some scenes from that particular video piece and cut it up. Cut it up into small social media ready tidbits. Offer up the values that you were trying to teach. Break them down into a couple of tips and tutorials and hashtag it out tip Tuesday or something along those lines and reach communities on something like Twitter or something that's more of a, a dialogue based piece. Then you take that strategy, put all the pieces that you've broken out into one place onto a blog or a podcast and live it on your website so that individuals that caught it in a, in a in Twitter world or Facebook world or Instagram world or LinkedIn world, they have a place where they can come back and learn the whole picture. It's almost like having a little island and trying to reach out there in many different ways, but drawing it back to that island constantly, having that gravitational core. Uh, where do you think is the best way to keep that core, the gravitational core, that little island? Well, you know, in this day and age, it's actually really, really easy to build yourself your own website. And I think that it's always important to have control of your own content and keep it in a place where your community can find it again and again. So there are lots of different types of websites 
website builders that exist out there. I personally love Squarespace. I've used WordPress as well. And they're very simple to use. And they're a great way of bringing everybody into one spot. It's almost like having a little like website party where all of your community can chat and talk to it. Yeah. Best the- yet, the strategy side and the most important part of content strategy is being able to understand and analyze what types of things are resonating with your audience. Okay, and you the, can only the, do that on a website. The analyze word is, is, a, is a big, big, big word right there. Uh, analysis and evaluation. Uh, but when it comes to metrics themselves, you know, do you feel there is a better software here and there uh, to actually analyze and evaluate the next step? You know, I actually truly believe that there isn't any one software that does it the best. There are several different tools available. Now you can, the the best strategy that you can have for yourself is to find a way of filtering the information to what you want to know about. Are you creating visual images that are using the type of point of view that's exciting individuals? You're going to see that in the statistic or the the metric of engagement in comments that happen and how many times it gets shared around. If you're trying to entertain somebody, then there's definitely a lot of platforms that will allow you to kind of put it out there in the world on a schedule and then it'll tell you, was it successful in reaching this type of demographic at this time? There's no one that does it. It's best for you to actually create a little plan that you'll understand to know what you're looking for. Plan, another keyword. Lots of keywords up in here. It's pretty much a, um, a big, it's better to take notes up in here and uh, give it a shot over here because there is a lot of gold here from Stephanie. Now, Stephanie, uh, here at Room Tone, we usually give the chance to the guests to pitch something. I think it's it's time to actually get to that pitch. It's a, it's a one-minute pitch. Are you ready for it? Do you do you do you feel like giving it a shot? I'm ready. All right. So I'm going to I'm going to get this clock going and uh, your minute is starting now. Excellent. Now what I want everyone out there to do is find something that completely inspires you. Go to your social media check out and partner with somebody that will be excited about the content and message that you have. And hey, if you need a little bit of help figuring out how to put that content out, then wildfireeffect.com is where you'll find me. And I love to brainstorm and be your cheerleader. There you go. That's, <laughs> that's awesome. Lots of energy in there. Really appreciate that. And the clock is still going. Actually, we still uh, we still have some time going, but I guess uh, it's not needed. Uh, everything was uh, laid out perfectly. And uh, uh, here we go wildfire effect how did that name come to life (laughs) you know it's funny because again coming back to the world of social media i was thinking what exactly is social media it's a place where a really interesting idea can become exciting enough that it gets spread around extremely quickly from one person to the next to the next to the next to the next isn't that kind of like a wildfire Mm, i Mm -hmm. think so Mm -hmm. interesting and that's what probably what led you to tint uh, your hair in red as well give it like a fire that's that's a good one right there really good i think that with the perfect character tray out there if you had to write a character like Stephanie in a movie, you know, like uh, that red, uh, that red uh, tint is definitely something that you, you can't forget. You just don't forget. So uh, come and see it's on um, Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, because I've posted the pictures of my crazy hair and this amazing experience there. Oh, right on, right on. Well, um, here we are actually approaching the time uh, to go through the Proust questionnaire. Oh, so what's happening here with the Proust questionnaire is Proust, uh, he uh, wrote down 35 questions, uh, you know, to to define someone's identity, you know? So it's a little bit of big words right there. But what we're going to do, we're just going to pick some randomly and, and get to get to know a little bit better uh, Stephanie and each other and just get to explore a little bit uh, the world out there, not only in the bubble of filmmaking. So I just have to ask this one question. 
The first question on the Proust questionnaire is, what is your greatest extravagance? Ooh, what do I find extravagant in my world? Well, if you want to be altruistic about it, I'll say it's to learn about all the great ways of digital communication. But <laughs> if you really want to be truthful about it, then my greatest extravagance is just sitting at a table with my boyfriend, glass of incredible old vine wine there, playing board games, talking about life, thinking about the world and breaking it out into its component pieces. Okay, that's what philosophers do right there. Like philosophers test the vase, you know, if the vase, that is this vase going to stand on its own? Let's test. That's what philosophers do. I guess we all have a little bit of that philosopher soul in there. Oh, I sure do. That's for sure. Is there any philosopher in mind, someone that, that you really resonate with or even writer out there, someone that has a, has a philosophy or school of thought that you really resonate with? You know, There's a lot of modern philosophers. Like if I can say Gary Vee out there has this really great, he's a marketing marketing philosopher for those who are mm -hmm. out there, um, who has a really, really great way of going about the world and saying, you know, you can, you can do it. Just push harder and work harder and get to where you need to get to. And he's got a great philosophy. Mm -hmm. All right, there you go. So Gary Vee, is that his name? Yeah, I think you're going to find a lot of people out there are a big lover of Gary Vee, the philosophy of Gary Vee. How do you spell the V? Um, you know what? It's just if you go... Gary and then V-E-E -E, I think on most of his social media platforms you'll find it but believe me just google it you'll find it right awesome well. there you go shout out to Gary V right there all right second question of the Proust question air we ooh. uh oh there, there oh wow there are so many good uh, I'm trying I'm gonna run well let me ask you this one when and where were you happiest ah when and where was I happiest That's a very good question. I find happiness in so many little things that to choose one is so difficult. But I'm going to say, I think one of my happiest moments is when my sister came to visit me in this Vancouver, beautiful Vancouver city for the first time. And we were basically just laughing on commercial drive, having ice cream and talking together. And that's one of my happiest and most favorite moments. That's awesome. You know, the simple things make the difference, you know. It's just the simple things, you know, just the little coffee or, or the, and the moments of sharing, you know. And that's something that tailors back a little bit to social media as well, the sharing. Of course, there is a lack of that, of the eyes, right, of the person in the sharing. But there is, a, there is, a, there is that sort of exploration again, you know, giving back to the community, sharing and uh, exploring the jungle again, the famous jungle. Um, where do you think, this is a, a really interesting space to explore, where do you think that social media is replacing the human uh, connection? that maybe was present some time ago. I completely don't think it's replacing it at all. If anything, it's just adding another another level. It's leveling us up a little bit. By using technologies, we're reaching individuals that we would never feel we had the ability to reach before. I have no problem going to one person who inspires me because I've seen them on television or I've seen their pod, been listening to their podcast and reach directly out to them on social media and say, hey, man, that was awesome. That, that like totally resonated with me. I loved it. I couldn't do that before. Mm -hmm. um, our social interactions are really, really important in real life. But you know what? Using social media to create those real life experiences is more available to us than it ever was before. Is this something that you apply on all technology out there? I would have to say 
all technology as long as you are being genuine in the use of it. Um, there are a lot of tips and tricks and um, ways that people try to game systems out there, and those aren't genuine connections. Mm. That's really, I think, when people have this this fear of social media or they feel that it's not really working for them or they're afraid to kind of jump in there, it's because they're listening to the wrong voices. Individuals that care so much about what they, they look like within social media and forgetting that this is an opportunity to connect with groups, connect with people. Mm-hmm. Another great uh, round of words and keywords uh, right there. Now, Stephanie, the process of connecting to the right audience also, the, the, the process of connecting to the right, the right voice to the right ears, uh, it's also a, a bit of a struggle. Uh, do you think there is a time frame uh, specifically for when it comes to this process the, for it to enroll? Is there a specific time frame or things uh, have, uh, are less, uh, I would say, less squared? Are a little bit more circular. How how do you feel about this process? The process of connecting the right voice to the right ears. No, that I find really interesting because again, there is no really right answer to it. You have to understand the way that you like to go about the world. So myself, for example, my personal process is that I actually like to do little research in advance and go and learn what the communities are excited about talking. Look to see what they're sharing. Look to see what types of things. Um, get a lot of groups of individuals hashtagging and whatever else and then build the communication around that there are other people out there that just like to say it as it is and find out who comes to them or who resonates with them so really when it comes to matching your community or figuring out where your communities are you the way that you do it in real life is probably going to be the same way you're going to do it in the digital world too Wonderful. Woo! That leads us to the third question of the Proust questionnaire. And this is a nice question. Where would you most like to live? Oh, well, you know, it's funny. Last year, I had the opportunity to visit Italy for the first time. And I know this is something that's close to your heart. <laughs> yeah, right on. And I fell in love with Naples. I fell in love with the people of Italy. And I think if I was to look at a different place in the world, it might be somewhere in and around the Mediterranean. Although I really want to, like, go to a few more places and see if that resonates across the entire region. Mm, Italy is a little bit of a mirror, you know. The more you give and the more you receive. The culture is, of course, very, very vibrant. And that's something that you know we are all very proud of as Italians but at the same time sometimes culture can be invasive right and in my case for example the culture there can be uh, a little bit too structured there's a little bit too much structure and that's what led me here to Vancouver try and deviate from that structure and find a different space where I could actually explore as a filmmaker and, and, and as a creative mind right and everybody can nurture that creative mind but sometimes Even the concept that it's back home can uh, be a little bit of a frictional force in a way, right? Um, but Italy has a lot to offer. Naples, the cities you have to check for sure, Naples. Uh, Venice is Wonderland. It's crazy. It's wonderful. Such a wonderful place. Uh, F Florence and Rome. Those are the three cities that, that the Rome, Florence, and Venice, and Naples is another great one. But be careful in Naples. Be careful in Naples because sometimes some people out there might uh, uh, be a little bit uh, bikini, you know, so just be careful uh, out there. Uh, but yeah, let's, uh, let's moonwalk to the, <laughs> to the fourth question. Oh, you want to I'm going to jump in. I'm going to jump in with <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make second. it happen, please, please. Now, this time I'm going to talk to the audience that is listening right now. Did you hear the way that his tone went up with the excitement when he was talking about Italy? That is the type of thing that you have to look 
look out for in yourself. Because when you find excitement and passion towards something, it's very natural to share it in a way that you just heard. So little tip out there in the world, listen to your own inner voice and find those passions. Mm, the passion is everything. Passion colors everything out there. So, I mean, like without passion, there would be there would be no art at all. Probably the passion is the compass of your life. It is. It should be. Should it be or not? What do you oh, think? I think it is. Definitely. There are so many people out there, though, that say, don't follow your passion. Find your own, find your own uh, zone. And then, you know, once you have your own zone, you can, try and, uh, you can try and reach out to what you like doing. But then if your passion becomes your job, it's not your passion anymore, right? Like, I've heard some people say that. Do you resonate with that? No, oh, my passion is my job. I love it. I get to communicate and connect with a whole bunch of people, and I love every second of it. Awesome. Wonderful. All right. That's great. Then uh, that, that leads us to the fourth question of the Proust questionnaire. Woo! Okay, we're going to get to the other side of things right now. All right. We're gonna say, how would you like to die? Ooh, I thought you might go there. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> I think that I would like to... That's a very difficult question to think about. Hmm. I think I want to do it with friends around me. Hmm. I, I want those last moments of my life to be ones where we're sharing all of the stories of all the great adventures that we went on together. So hmm, I want it to be with friends. Nice, friends. And, and what defines a good friend to you? Uh, you know, I'm a really genuine, kind of truthful individual. So someone who basically is willing to kind of share that side of themselves to me, they become my friend. Authenticity, another key word right there. Eh? Yeah. And, and that goes ties back also to social media. The authentic social media is, is the successful one in a way. That's that's also the message that I got from you today. Do you do you agree with that? Oh, yeah. Authenticity. Very, very important. But, you know, be authentic to yourself. So whatever message you want to put out there in the world, just be consistent with it. Yeah, be authentic with yourself. Woo, I love that. All right, all right. Let's go ahead. We have a fifth question of the Proust questionnaire. And this is an interesting question. Uh, created a lot, of, a lot of movement, especially here on the show, but everywhere. This is a very special question. What is your greatest fear? Uh, one of my greatest fears. I think my greatest fear is to have not tried to reach what my potential is. So... I fear that there are many things that I can do in the world, and I would fear that I wouldn't, at one point, I would lose my ability or my, my want to pursue it. Okay, that's a very, very, very uh, articulated, and, and I, I really respect what you just said. Um, there is a, a lot of wisdom in there as well. It definitely comes from uh, probably a moment in which, do you, do you, do, maybe in, in your life you had a moment where you detached from uh, that, that the, the passion that colored you, maybe that the moment that moment created some movement within you. Is this something that resonates with you, or how come you have that fear? I think for me, it's one of those things that you're consistently kind of battling. So in my case, for example, I see on a daily basis, I might be, I, I want to do that thing, I want to try it, but I don't know if I can, or I don't know if I should. And those inner voices that start calling out, I have to battle them on a regular basis, saying no, that's that's not who you want to be. So you have to work harder to become that. Mm -hmm. That that is a uh, that is another uh, interesting combination of words right there. We got a little bit of a melting pot right here, touching a little bit all the colors of the color wheel today, and. Um, 
that actually leads me to asking you a one sixth a bonus question from okay. the Proust question, a one little sixth question. And uh, this is something uh, I'm very curious to hear from someone like you, especially. And it's what is your idea of perfect happiness? Oh, perfect happiness. Well, you probably guessed already. Um, perfect happiness for me is the ability to always have something new going on. So I love learning from different people and I love learning about technologies and I love learning everything. So I, I don't know if I'm saying it succinctly or not, but for me, I guess great, great happiness comes from the newness and the excitement that I get from new. The newness, okay. The, whatever is new, whatever is, is something you haven't discovered yet. Do you think that could become uh, maybe uh, a drag, always looking for something new, something new to do or something new to explore? Do you think that could, be, could flip and have a different side to it? I personally notice that in my life as well, you know. There is always that time to, you know, everybody's curious, everybody wants to explore, but at the same time, that curiosity can turn around and, and have a, there is a double sword to it, right? Do you, do you resonate with that? Do you agree with that? Well, I think time, time is the biggest issue. It's like that, that crazy ticking clock that is constantly going and saying, hey, you can only do one thing, although you have 16 things that you really want to try out and check out and see and talk to and be. Um, so for me, yeah, it is, it is a little bit of a concern or um, a drug, so to speak, to want so many different types of things and only have the ability to do a few things. The choices really define you. You are the choices that you make in the end. I think it resonates with a lot of people, though. I think we all have this like limited time thing, and we're all, we've always got someone out there that says, "Hey, um, there were this is what you said you were going to do, and why didn't you get it done yet?" You know, it happens to every one of us. And choosing, as you said, that one thing is going to define who you are. So choose well and be okay with the fact that you may not get to all 16. Right? Talking of, yeah, I agree 100%. And talking about limited time, I mean, uh, time is sticking oh. on us over here. And uh, it's about time to wrap uh, the burrito that uh, we prepared here with the amazing ingredients from Stephanie Michelle Scott from Wildfire Effect Media. And before, of course, we wrap this whole thing up, uh, I want to ask me, Stephanie if she has something to say a little piece of advice out there, a quick tip, piece of advice for the people out there and also add on how can people reach you? Okay, so the best thing to do is to go to wildfireeffect.com. That's two E's in the middle. That's where you're going to find all of my social media platforms. That where you, you will be able to get a hold of me if you want to just brainstorm out an idea. Or tell me about the things that are terribly exciting in your world in <laughs> nice. this moment. And believe me, I'm just as excited about them as you are. Um, as for last little tip or thought, I think keep striving to connect with individuals. And, you know be who you are and be okay with who you are whatever it is because I can tell you there's a lot of other individuals that are excited to hear it that's awesome there is always a place for your story to go out there it's just magnetism you know if there is a plus there is a minus as well and we gotta follow the invisible bridge that that fulfills both of them now uh, it's uh, a little bit uh, it's a little bit uh, uh of a, of a sunny day here in Vancouver and it's time for us to leave the studio and leave the space uh, to other communicators and other storytellers out there. Just a reminder, you're tuned in CITR 101.9 FM here at UBC. We're broadcasting from Unseated Masculine Land 
And of course, you can find all links to Stephanie's work and everything. And uh, my community and all those great people in my community. Yeah, uh, shout out to to all the all the people and uh, the, all the communities out there of, of every, everybody who, who has love and passion and has a creative mindset who wants to portray out there in the world. Big shout out to you. Keep doing what you're doing. Now, uh, uh, you can find everything about Stephanie in the description of the podcast as well. Uh, people can reach, uh, can reach Stephanie over there and uh, just uh, for the rest, enjoy the wonderful week here in Vancouver. I'm about to play Fatboy Slim right here, right now, chosen, of course, by uh, Stephanie. Uh, for the rest, I just wish you a beautiful week and uh, just keep enjoying life so that life can enjoy you. I'll catch you next Monday. Ciao, ciao.